both of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was an accidental quote. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know with the you know about joke stealing. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So back to me. Yeah. Back, enough about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well I did Melbourne, so you do yeah, uh, so after yeah, so after uh, uh, so I went to Beijing and I went on the, uh, the wall, mm-hmm. which is uh, all right. It's okay. Uh, Can I ask a question about the wall? Yes, because it looks wonderful on my screensaver for live video has ended. Here. You gonna start another? No, let's just have this one. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, let's do uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> now we can move apart. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, so live videos ended, and we can now be ourselves. So anyway, fuck people, right? But before we do that, can I talk about something I didn't want to be on Facebook Live? Okay, 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 okay. On Instagram Live or whatever it is. Um, okay, 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 okay. So. The thing I didn't say on Instagram Live that I will say on our loyal podcast viewers mm-hmm. is that I came across a mental hurdle when I saw my ex. What's a mental hurdle? Like when you're like, oh, that's weird. And it's not where you think it's going. Because I'm very happy. I'm happy in my relationship. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, when I saw him... It didn't dawn on me until the next day when I was no longer drunk that the thing that had happened to me was I hadn't realized uh, that, so, you know, I saw him, he's happy, he's in this new relationship, his career's going everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, What I had failed to realize was that I wasn't prepared to see him happy. All right. Okay, why not? Because every time we'd spoken in the past couple of years, um, he was still in this kind of work, work, miserable, miserable uh, mode. And I think a part of me liked it. Yeah, I see that, of course. So okay. I had Apparently to spend... He hurt you, and of course you want to kind of yeah, and come I... out on uh, top of the cake, as but... it were. This is... <laughs> <laughs> being being in this wonderfully uh, you know wonderfully positive space that I am in life, one hundred percent of the time, I I was like, oh, because the next morning I woke up and I was like, why does it bother me so much about meeting him last night? Because, you know, I'm completely fine. And what it was was like, oh, I was ready to see him miserable and not ready to see him happy. Because there's a weird subconscious part of me that wants him to see me happy and go, yeah. see, I turned out all right. And it's I, it's it's a very normal thing, I think. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but I had to I had to struggle with that a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's well, I think it's first of all, it's just you admitting that. Yeah. Here. Yeah. In a, for, for some reason, you can do it in a microphone, but not in live. Instagram. I don't want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it opened up a whole kettle of fish, you know? Yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. And, uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, you are addressing it. That's, 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 that's oh, the best part about this. this. The this, next day, awesome. straight away, I was yeah. like, oh, that's what it is. I wasn't ready to see him happy. And I am, I think, I think if I could give advice to anyone, it's just be understand when you're having shitty thoughts and admit to them. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, when they're unfounded, because he deserves to be happy. Everyone deserves to be happy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, also, I think it's so important when it comes to being a comedian. Yeah. That you uh, address, you, you, you spot those, identify whenever you are being, uh, well, not ideal. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I, I've come to a, a, like a, a, a part of my life where I'm actually, whenever something ridiculous uh, happens, whenever you find yourself being silly or... For example, I was whenever ever something just negative or scary or something happened, I find myself laughing. Mm. I found myself walking through Serb- Belgrade in Serbia the other day. Yeah, and uh, and I just walked into this uh, because one moment you're on a street that looks kind of pretty uh, put well put together, <clears throat> and then just around the corner you are in a something that looks like a war zone. And looks like it's just riddled with graffiti and there are no lights and super scary. And I found myself suddenly just in the middle of a street that I've seen in a horror movie. And I just started laughing because it was, of course, I'm here in Serbia, of course. And now I'm thinking of all the worst case scenarios. And I thought went through all the... All the horror, uh, the torture porn movies that yeah. I've seen in, uh, and, uh, in some uh, Balkan country. Mm. And I just started laughing. I know maybe 10 years earlier in the same situation, I would have been genuinely scared. But it's, I, I find myself laughing at things like that and also laughing at the embarrassing social things that happen and whatever. So I think like... Of course, you shouldn't just think of life as totally a joke. Mm. But if you think of it in a joke context, at uh, yeah, at most times it is a great survival technique Mm. for your uh, for your mental state. Mm. I do that on planes. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm no longer scared on planes. I found never scared on planes. I used to be just a, a year ago. Yeah, but I've been doing so much traveling. And it just, it just left my mind. I actually have my ex to thank for that. Yeah? Because I used to be scared on planes. And then we took a lot of planes together. And one day he... <laughs> it's probably the weirdest thing to do to someone who's afraid of flying. Yeah. But he whispered in my ear as I was clutching his hand for turbulence. He said, just think about it. If the plane crashes, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. That's also yeah. That's kind of what my, where my brain is going. And now. it's yeah. like they're they're in that moment. There's literally do? nothing I can do. Yeah. yeah, I'm in this situation. I just have to go with it. Yeah, I almost I've I've started to find it just kind of fun when a turbulence yeah. happens. Yeah, I mean it's life and it's all you got and we have the good run so far. So anyway, that's what I think about yeah. when it's really because I had a lot of bad turbulence between yeah. the trips I did and there were some ones where we did bounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they're not fun. They are they're not, not fun, fun. and uh... and you're like, oh, we and you you look at. I always look at the flight attendants, yeah. and when they that's have like a never... stern face, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty tough. Yeah, that's that's our canary and the cold. Yeah, <laughs> when the flight attendant looks like is it they're not holding it together yeah. very well, then we're going like, oh fuck, oh with that. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
But so so you went, you yeah, finished actually, China. So finished China and my, like coming from China, I felt like I had evolved in a way. Just being in a country like that and in three different cities, which are all very different, mm. I just realized, okay, China, of course, it's obvious. It's been there. It's been there. Forever. Yeah, forever. But it's also, yeah, it's the... Uh, it's just another. It's, I saw it for what it was, which basically just another United States to yep. me. I mean, it doesn't have the same rules or anything, but it's another superpower, and it's uh, has as much, if not more, uh, what you call uh, effect. It affects the world mm. as much, if not more, uh, than uh, the United States. The people are just as insular. Yeah. As Americans. The people are people. Like, people give Americans a bad rap for, you know, they go to other countries and they don't know anything and they won't learn the language. Yeah. China's big enough that the people there get that same thing as well. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's the same. people are people. People yeah. are the same. So, basically, if we want to generalize, Americans are loud and Chinese people are rude. And it's that's a very subtle difference. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. A hop, skip, and a jump. And also, I mean... And then we can go into the politics of going like, yeah, but they have no free speech, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, they they are just as bad as America. America is uh, using uh, capitalism for evil, while uh, China is using communism for evil. Mm. So they're just, I mean, they're worthy adversaries to each other. It's Mm -hmm. King Kong and Godzilla. It's it's uh, it's critters. And Actually, gremlins. I believe it would be it's Godzilla ter- and Rodan. Um, um. It's Robocop and uh, Terminator. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Alien and Predator. It's it's, it's Tintin and Spiro. It's uh, Captain Marvel and Superman. It's well, yeah, well, it's it's um, it's it's uh, it's Grilla and no, I'm not going there. Anyway, so. So I went to Iceland and was there for uh, like a month and mm-hmm. then I went to another tour which was the Sad Country Tour which is Finland and uh, Czech Republic and Serbia. So I went to Finland. Mm. I, I went there early just to just hang around uh, to work a bit and maybe try out the uh, comedy club scene so I got to know some of the Finnish comedians all very fun people. Was he, Ismo there? Uh, Ismo wasn't there. He lives in LA right Yeah, but now. he goes back a lot. Yeah, yeah. He actually, I, I'm, I'm gonna check. Uh, I'm probably gonna check him out next time. In uh, I'm, I'm in LA, he's a beautiful man, as you know. You opened for he's him. He's gorgeous. Yeah, and he's uh, beautiful and so fucking brilliant. I hate him. Yeah, he is. He has. Do you remember that conversation? I think we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the. Uh, he does jokes. That when you hear them, you go like, I've thought that, but I didn't think I could make a joke. Oh, come on, really? Yeah. I walked past this joke and I thought, no, no, I'll not do it. Do you remember when we were in the foyer at, at Tadnabio mm. and I said, oh my God, he's brilliant. And you said, yeah. And I said, how he can just take everyday phrases and turn them into a half an hour of material. And we were both silent. And then you went, yeah, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, thank God. <laughs> I mean, he's he's absolutely brilliant. He, ha- I mean, he did like ten minutes out of the word ass, and then he did ten minutes from the word shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just absolutely. What have we got? He he uh, he, he uh, hit it out of the park and deserves all 
his success mm. and also he's real you know he's he is the way he is he's a normal person yeah well no He's a comedian. <laughs> it's not normal. It's, it's insane. Well, I wasn't going to share any backstage lunacy. He's <laughs> like crazy. Every, every comedian, well, successful comedians. He's a nut. They are fucked up and uh, insane. Uh, so if uh, to all the struggling comedians out there, if why why aren't uh, isn't your stuff working out? It's because you are not uh, sick enough. You. Your mental state is too much. You have your shit too much together. You have to split up your shit into different categories, throw some of it on the walls, hide some of it under the bath mat. That's how you become a comedian. Mm. Anyway. I mean, you've got ADHD and anxiety. Yes. yes. I'm neurotic as fuck. Uh, yeah, I have uh, extreme problems with intimacy. Mm. Yeah, I can't commit in a relationship at all. Uh, I... Uh, I don't know what money is still. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I've traveled with you a lot. And sometimes I just want to take your wallet off you <laughs> and give you an allowance every day. I wouldn't complain. I think, I think Raquel, uh, my... I think that would be great. Is, uh, she's actually thinking about doing something like that. I think she should. Yeah. She's going to just start to mother me. People are going to have to start Anna calling you. Yeah, which like means... remember when it looked when like she it looked like she was gonna get all the money from the lawsuit, yeah, from the dead husband, and so all of the the lawyer and the son and everyone they were just trying to keep her alive, just yeah. keep her alive yeah. until they get the money. I need someone to end and call me. I think Raquel will probably be doing that mm. next year. Um, so how was Finland? So Finland, the, here's the story for Finland. I was there because uh, it was the. Uh, 100-year uh, birthday of uh, Icelandic sovereignty. Yep. Sovereignty. 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 Uh, which means that we had, we've been... Your own country. Yeah. It's the government. anniversary of yeah. you calling Denmark and saying, we want to be our own country. And they were like, we're kind of busy right now with a war. Yeah, well, actually, it was before the war. It was in 2000. No, it was in 1918. But we got uh, actual independence during the war because mm. then they were busy with the Nazis. Mm. Well, they weren't so Nazis thank yet. thank you, Nazis, again. Nine, and it, KKK. But it, you wasn't, know it wasn't Nazis yet. No, it was, it's, it was Nazis during in forty four. In '44 is when we got our independence. We got we got our sovereignty in 1918. In, in, in 1918, those are two different things. Yeah, but a year before, a year later, a war started. Uh, yeah, the war ended '45. The First World War. Yeah, yeah, but was that the? Uh, oh, okay, let's not go into history because we both right. sound stupid. Okay. Yeah, at least me. <laughs> okay, so. Anyway, I was there. I was supposed to do a thing for the Icelandic embassy, so I uh, I went to the the uh, venue, mm. as it were, which was a palace, and it is the fanciest room I've ever performed in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people have been knighted in there. They were uh, what you call them the she- the crests. There were crests all Everywhere. over the world. <gasps> Chandeliers. People were playing classical music. Yeah, and then it's supposed to end with me doing jokes. So I just take out my, I was to go over my material. Okay, I thought it would be more casual. So I'll just take out this one and this one and this one and this one or this one. I was supposed to do 50 minutes. Now I only have seven minutes. Oh, my fuck. 
So I started while while somebody is playing the violin, uh, just the last classical uh, thing before me coming on stage. I think, what do I have? And then I remembered something that then like, oh yeah, of course. And here it is. Uh, a couple of days before, I went to uh, I did this showcase in a, in a bar in in Helsinki, mm. and I was headlining, and. Um, when I came, people would tell me like, yeah, the crowd is kind of weird and there are some hecklers. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, sure, okay, whatever happens. So I'll go on stage and I start talking and then the hecklers go. There are two girls in the front row, two uh, 30-something ladies. And they are drunk off their ass. Mm-hmm. They are on their earlobes, as you would say in Icelandic. Mm-hmm. And uh, and very early on, I realized that they are Icelandic. <gasps> so in a room full of Finns, the drunkest people were Icelandic. Because Finns, I think Finns can drink uh, Icelanders under the table, mm-hmm. actually. And they know how to pace themselves. Yes, yes. Also, they have a black hole inside their uh, body. Which, which sucks up the alcohol, yeah. yeah. But, um, so... Uh, they start just hackling and I have to actually deal with them. Mm. At one point, I, I after telling them please to be quiet, like a couple of in uh, in a humorous way, I had to actually just go down and just talk to them, go off stage and just talk to them during my set and say, I, I told them, uh, <laughs> which is Icelandic for shut the fuck up hmm. so I uh, was going to try and translate the whole thing because I yeah. understood most of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also going to go nerd it <laughs> 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 was the most polite way <clears throat> that's what I did I basically told them that at the mental state so said this is Icelandic for shut the fuck up it's yeah. got a pleasant reaction and I kept on going, and but they, they they kind of still went on. They didn't realize they were so fucking drunk. You, so I just they chewed the through your bait. I managed yeah. to have them shut up during my last like three minutes, my closer. Uh, and so I then I uh, went uh, went off stage and went outside for a smoke, and mm. then they came. And uh, they uh, like Hulagur, hi, thank for the show with. And I said, oh wow, they are super, actually, totally clueless. They have no idea that they were being super annoying. They were even. I told them repeatedly from the stage to please stop talking. They did not realize that I wanted them to stop talking. Mm. It's a, the heckler, especially the the well-meaning heckler. Mm. It's an interesting creature. So and uh, and one of them uh, said, "I think you know my dad." And I said, "Yes, okay, yeah, sure, I probably do. We are all Icelandic, and uh, also, you know, when uh, you talk to comedians on stage, when you interrupt their uh, comedy." 
we don't like that. There are very few comedians out there that appreciate it. So you just know the next time you go on a com- on a comedy show, don't interrupt the comedian because he's doing a set and he's trying to be entertaining for the whole crowd and mm-hmm. you're ruining for the rest of the crowd. To which she answered, I think you know my dad. <laughs> 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 and then after then I was trying to hang out with the other comedians and it was very difficult because they just keep kept coming back they said goodbye and then they didn't go but like <laughs> it came back and uh, we were starting like a batting pool by the comedian table like okay who has seven minutes I, th- I say they come back in three minutes five minutes three minutes and then they go back who had four minutes <laughs> and, um, I oh my dad and then finally when they left for the final time one of them said hey we'll see you at that Icelandic embassy thing on Saturday and I said, no. thank you, God. I know now what I will talk about on stage in that Icelandic <sighs> embassy thing. Wow. So I ended my set in that fancy room in front of a lot of super fancy people mm. by telling this story. And I could see that people were, where is he going with this? But when I came to uh, uh, the ending and I said, and they are here right now. And I forgive them because just once in a lifetime, a comedian gets revenge like this, handed on a silver platter. So give it up for the hacklers and everybody clapped and thought it was a great story. I did not see them in the like uh, the, the whole, um, cocktail, crowd. whole crowd, cocktail crowd after the show. I think they might have sneaked out, but I felt so happy about it. <sighs> It was a beautiful moment. Slow clap. Thank you. Thank Slow you. clap thank you. for you, my friend. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a great story, though. It is. I'm thinking I might, if I'm, it's possible. The punchline, if it, if you don't mind me giving yeah, you some please, coaching. Please the punchline is, is how you do the whole serious conversation. Uh-huh. And then you say people don't really like it. And then she responds by saying, I think you know my dad. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the best that's parts. that's it. That's that's because so it's it's it, there's a, a video online of a, a DJ and the mm. woman says, "I'll have three sambucas." He says, "This is the DJ booth. My name's Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I want three sambucas." And also, I was so embarrassed because they were Icelandic. I was like, "Yeah, uh, not all Icelanders. Well, yeah, probably all. Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, a lot. We also have those in Finland." But we locked them in a cellar during comedy hours. <laughs> then we let them out. And let Loose them out in on the, the street. And have them eat grass. <laughs> so after Finland? After Finland, I went to Czech Republic where I did Prague and Brno and a girl named Christina. So talk about how Brno is spelled. It sounds like a delicious wine. It's B-R-N-O. It's Brno. It, see, to me, that's not a city. That's the abbreviation of a city on a hipster t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But it's spelled like this. It's Czech Republic. Brno. Yeah. They don't like their vowels. Their they, vowels? Yeah, they killed all the vowels in the war. <gasps> oh. yeah, they had vowel concentration camps. Controversial. Yes, I am a controversial comedian. I do uh, the jokes about uh, the dark parts of history and also do jokes about abortion and poop. Abortion? Abortion. 
what is Brno like? Brno is beautiful. It's very cultural. Uh, it's not that touristy. And I mean, I just love Czech Republic. Prague is also a super beautiful city. Did you say earlier we had fans there? Yeah. Uh, I did some meet and greet after both shows and both instances people told me when is I when is Australia coming back so to you guys in the Czech Czech Czechity Czech Czech Republic shout out to all y'all motherfuckers and like our Facebook page damn it and like our Facebook page damn it because sometimes we've been trying to get funding for shit and people are like um you only have a thousand likes <laughs> <laughs> Like, yes, please do that. But we are not as good at the uh, tell because other podcasts keep telling people to like them on iTunes. So please give us a five star review on iTunes. That'd be amazing. iTunes and also give us yeah or just uh, say something pretty about us. Uh, or just give us your money. Or yeah, well the money first you get the likes, then you get the money, then you, you get, get the, the women, women and men because Oh thanks for including thank me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was even thinking of putting man before women, but the, but that's uh, human history. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way, we watched have you seen Tusk? I have not seen Tusk. I was going to see all the Kevin Smith uh, horror movies, but I've yet to uh, We're going to do a movie club. Yeah. We're going to do a movie club. Um, because it doesn't give anything away, but uh, you know the storyline of Tusk, right? Yes, a guy who is... Uh, he has a podcast. All right. Because I watched it with Frenchie yeah. two nights ago, and before I left to come and meet you today, there's a ringtone both of them have on their phone, which is like... Ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, ooh, more fucking margaritas, ooh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Is that from Tusk? Yeah. Okay, right. And when I left, I was like, I'm going to do the podcast now. And he went, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, ooh. <laughs> so Czech Republic is beautiful. Uh, I was there thanks to Christina, who uh, was my booker there, who booked me in the Hi, Christina. And she, uh, um, I will definitely be more in touch with her. She was a great... Uh, yeah, she was great at uh, just helping me out there. Just great at the whole thing. Yeah. It's always good to have a great booker. And uh, so uh, we are coming. We're going there, definitely, me and you. Next to year. the yeah. Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think they're ready for a gay? A gay? There are some gays there. There are some? Yeah, I think. <gasps> um, I'm not, yeah, I think probably there are probably just... Yeah, gays all around. <laughs> I didn't ask. Anywhere. I forgot to ask about the gays, Jonathan. I'm sorry. <laughs> But in, no, but I go with you. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there are, we, we have some Australia listeners there, so there must be gays. Yeah, I mean, mo- a lot of people who are actually, uh, yeah, people who listen to our show. I think a whole lot of them are people who just googled gay podcast, right? Wouldn't you think so? We're probably on some list. Maybe, but I'm not that good at like SEO or UAC or whatever the people like. I don't know if I embedded gay in our no, no, thing. No, that's true. So maybe uh, I don't care. No, no, you don't. You don't gotta be gay to listen to me talk. <laughs> it's not a. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. What? What is our podcast? But uh, it's 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 a. a 
delicious listening experience mm-hmm. uh, that demands yeah. attention. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Didn't like, make it sound gay at all this time. It's a delicious listening experience. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I would like to go. Actually, probably because I have missed you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One of I the beautiful things was you sent me a message via the face space that said, "I'm coming back on Monday. I would love." us to meet next time you're coming with me yeah yeah uh and that was nice yeah you're coming definitely coming with me i i i mean there it's it's you traveling alone as a comedian is a it sucks it yeah well kind of does it, yes. it, no i think it's good for the first week yeah and then you start missing having people who understand you yeah. and who you who just are similar and you, I, I think I think it's a unique skill to not skill it's a unique quality to find friends that you travel well with yeah it's absolutely necessary and also the thing is I'm like selling out shows uh, I'm killing it on stage and then you finish and then I go and sign like a uh, sign books for an hour just there are there are a huge line of people having me sign stuff and then I go to drink so that I won't have to go. Uh, I go to drink with uh, my my uh, uh, with Christina mm. and uh, some comedians and other people. But uh, then just uh, you go to the hotel and you are like, yeah, Alone. that was that's a contrast. I was on stage like a superstar uh, an hour ago, and now I am in a hotel room mm-hmm. alone. It's lonely. Yeah, Comedy it's, is lonely. It's strange and. Um, that's one thing people don't realize about it. I started to get very lonely in Serbia when I came there. <clears throat> uh, but uh, uh, just after the show, I did some signing and the girl came to me and she told me that uh, she had been, uh, she was the one who pointed uh, that particular uh, venue. Uh, she, uh, the, she alerted them of me being traveling in, uh, yeah. in Europe. Okay. Why don't you have him over? And they they called and had me over, so it's kind of thanks to her. Yeah, uh, a girl named Andrea, and uh, I was very I was like, wow, thanks, yeah. So it's all you. Let me give you a hug, and I gave her a hug. And while she was hugging me, she said, hey, so maybe you wanna go for a joint uh, later? I was like, yes, I would like a joint. So uh, after the signing, she uh, she found me and they took me, and she was with a, a, another female friend, and I went with. Two uh, girls into a bathroom to smoke a joint. We usually smoke them outside in Iceland. That's yeah. that's why I was surprised. Oh, we're smoking a joint in the bathroom. Sure, 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 sure. That's yeah, probably. It's a very international thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it was cool. They they were really cool people. And then later, Andrea connected uh, contacted me and said, "Hey, you might, might wanna hang out tomorrow." And I said, "Sure," because she seemed like a cool person. Mm-hmm. So next day, after uh, walking around in rain, uh, I went and uh, met her in her apartment with her uh, flatmate, who is a bear, a gay bear, called Boris. Boris the bear. Boris the bear. (laughs) And just after talking with them for five minutes, I thought, these are nice people. I like them. I can hang with these people. What luck. Yeah, and that uh, never happens. Yeah, so le- and just I think joints were growing out of uh, uh, Andrea's fingernails. She was always holding a new joint, so I was just 
really That's an awesome superpower. And, uh, and then we moved into a living room and uh, they started to ask about our Eurovision because they love Eurovision in Serbia. I'm like, oh, of course, you're like a desperate country just like Iceland. Desperate mm. countries mm. love Eurovision because mm-hmm. they crave the attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had me show them, like, okay, I, I, then I showed them on their screen like a, like a montage of Euro, uh, Icelandic Eurovision history. And uh, 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 during uh, Paul Oscar's moment, like, oh, this is Paul Oscar. I got to show you some Paul Oscar later, which I did. Uh, Somewhere in that um, timeline, somewhere in that whole uh, uh, procedure, uh, we did acid. So uh, so we had some acids, like microdosed acids, two or three times during the evening. And I showed them the whole Paul Oscar catalogs. Including my videos? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow! And uh, they, I created the biggest Paul Oscar fans in Serbia. They were in love. Can I be egotistical? Did they like my videos? They did. <gasps> they did. They did. I, I, <coughs> Johnny did that, and uh, uh, yeah, they were just in love with the whole concept of Paul. Oscar. What is not Every, to love about Pali? I mean, it's if you hate Pali, you are you're officially a traitor. You're a a Krypton. We're building a bottomless hole in Iceland to throw people in that don't like Paul Oscar. No, forget the hole. We'll just throw them in case it. Yeah, we'll just shoot them in the head. Yeah. And then don't even better than have the cats of 101 Reykjavik. The Christmas cat will eat them. We'll make sure they're not wearing new clothes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't have to make sure. People who hate Paul Oscar... They, they're not going to respect tradition. Yeah, they don't. They're not fashionable people. Mm-mm. For those of you people who don't know, Christmas cat is an Icelandic uh, mythological creature that eats people who don't have new clothes. Also known as Anna Winter. <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> I didn't even get that one, but I kind of did. Anna Winter, the editor of Vogue. Yep, I got yeah. that one then. And her last name is Winter. Yeah, she mm. is the Christmas cat. She's the Christmas cat. Yeah. Serbia sounds great. Oh, yes. I can't wait to go back. And it's so fun to... I actually have, like, friends there. I don't make friends. No. This is not something I do. It took a year before you said more than two sentences to me. (laughs) Not really, though. No. (laughs) But so we're going to go back. We're going to do... We're going to do that. That's my trip. That's all, everything that happened to me. Well, meanwhile, across town... um, Um, I I went from Melbourne to Brisbane Mm -hmm. and Frenchie got to meet the family. Yeah. What was that like? It was, they all got on very well. He he met my whole family. So he met my mother, my father, my uh, uh, sisters, my brother, my brother's boyfriend. I got to meet my brother's boyfriend. Yeah. He's lovely. He's gorgeous. Who's he when he's at home? Oh, you're learning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he his name is Dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has two kids, so my little brother is a stepmom, but he's a cool mom. He's not like other moms. All right. um, and uh, yeah, we, he doesn't take the the children out into the forest and leave them there. No, 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 no. But if you do want to drink, he'd prefer you do it in the house. Mm. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it, it was it was fun. He even met my grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother Florence Flory. Right. Um, and in the days leading up to meeting my grandmother, have you ever seen the British show Keeping Up Appearances? 
the bouquet resident lady yes. house speaking. Hyacinth Bouquet, and her last name is spelled Bucket. Yeah. So we have a running joke in our family that our grandmother is Mrs. Bouquet. Because, okay. so, you know, Geordies from the northeast of England, they are not typically known as very posh people. Mm. She has two accents. Right. There's one when she's speaking to us. Uh-huh. And there's, so there's Flo and Florence. Ah. Uh-huh. No, there's Flory and Flo. Yeah. Flo is who she presents herself to the outside world. And that's Mrs. Bouquet. And then there's Flory, who she is with us, who burps and, and, and has an acid tongue. Like she's a quick bitch. Yeah. Um, and we explained to Natan, Frenchie, that, uh, there, that she's a bit like Mrs. Bouquet. Yeah. We're sitting on the couch at my grandmother's house. So my dad's there. My mom's there. Um, my dad's brother is, is there staying, helping her out a little bit. And, um, my mom's making tea and she brings tea in for everyone. And, uh, we're talking about another family member. Right. And Frenchie says, oh, is that Mrs. Bouquet? Yeah. And everybody's face just stops and went, no. He's like, you were saying that there was someone and we just went, no, 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 no. Oh, God. <laughs> but luckily my grandmother didn't hear it. Right, right, right. And, and also then, he asked the accent, so she didn't Yeah, understand. she probably didn't understand. She also heard what... <laughs> but then... The funny thing was I heard my parents leave the room yeah. and I could just hear mumbling with my parents and my dad's younger brother in the next room going, (laughs) 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 I've never almost shat myself at my grandmother's house more because she loves that show. So she would totally get it. And she has no idea. Um, But we also, we got to see lots of wildlife. Yeah. Uh, where my, do you know what a kookaburra is? A kookaburra? Kookaburra. Kookaburra. Yeah. Really? Kookaburra. Are you kidding me? I'm serious. You I just realized now. You know what this means in is poop. <laughs> yes. And barra is just. Just. It's, it's just, just poop. poop. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something called kookaburra. Yeah, it's an Aboriginal word. Which literally means just, just poop. poop. Kookaburra. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kookaburra. Kookaburra. <laughs> how has this, like, how many episodes do we have I don't know. of Australia? How has Kookaburra not come up? Kookaburra. <laughs> Quite a hard get a kookaburra. It's a bird. Yeah. And it it's uh it has a distinct sound. Oh, yeah. And it, it sounds like like it's right. if you've ever seen a movie, an old movie where they're in the jungle. Yeah, it's this. Uh, yeah, it's they kookaburra. use that sound. So that's kookaburra. That's a kookaburra. Mm-hmm. It's a, a native bird to Australia, mm-hmm. and you don't see them very often. But where my parents live, across the road is just bush. Yeah, and there was a family nesting. So mm-hmm. every afternoon, we would sit on the front veranda drinking a beer, 
watch the kookaburras come out and get food for their young. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the bats would come in. Watch the kookaburras come out. Yeah. The bats would come in. Yeah, the bats. And my dad, uh, so... It's, what would the bats do? They're fruit, fruit uh, bats. They're fruit flying bats. foxes. Yeah. They're larger than regular bats and they just fly at, at dusk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah they just go like in uh, Indiana Jones yeah. Temple at all. Yeah. Except not those bats. Oh, um, yeah. But my dad, there's a big Australian thing that people do. They convince foreigners that this thing exists called a drop bear. Yeah. Have you heard of this? Drop bear. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a bear with uh, gonorrhea. Oh, it's a reference to an old joke we did in uh, uh, well, years ago. It's a koala. Yeah. Which they all have chlamydia. Oh, they have that. Like that. That's just a running thing. With yeah. The koalas. Yeah. They just have chlamydia. They're and born it's, with chlamydia. It's human chlamydia as well. Oh. And nobody knows why. Well, I know why. Yeah, I think yeah. we all do. Um, but <laughs> how else? But a drop bear. They you, are kind of asking for it though. Yeah, <laughs> with just being with all. Those, oh. <laughs> <laughs> those slutty outfits <laughs> um, so the big thing is you convince a tourist that there are rabid koalas mm-hmm. and they drop down from trees and attack you mm-hmm. and they're called drop bears and when we're in Melbourne yeah. Emma's husband Steve told Natan about drop bears <laughs> and it was when we first arrived and we went out on a day out and we came back and Steve said to me, did you tell him that they don't exist? And I was like, no, I want to see how far it goes. Um, the next day we were just walking the streets and Natan is looking up at the trees. I was like, what are you looking for? He's like, oh, I'm just looking for the drop bears. And I was like, opportunity. So I kept it going mm-hmm. and I called my mother while he was asleep. And I told her before we arrive, this is what's happened. I need you to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So my dad, who is a prankster at heart, was like, opportunity, and just kept going with it. And it got to the point where I felt sad about it, and I had to reveal to him, they're not real. <laughs> because one night, he came in from uh, having a cigarette, and it's super hot, so all the windows are open, and uh, he shuts the big front door, because in Australia you have screen doors. Mm-hmm as well so you can let air in and uh my mother said why are you shutting that it's too hot and he was like but what about the drop bears and my dad was like oh yeah he's right gene yeah Uh yeah we should shut it we'll put we'll close the windows and put the air conditioning on and i just couldn't handle i was like they're not real (laughs) it had been a week and he believed it but he got to see a platypus yeah he got to see a platypus. He got to hold a koala. Mm-hmm. Um, kangaroos as well. Hanging with the kang. Hanging with the kangas. There's pl- lots of places there where you can just feed them and lie around with them. Yeah. Uh, we went to Australia Zoo. Yeah. And he giggled like a schoolgirl at the uh, presenter because they have this big show with birds of prey and crocodiles. Right. And there was one guy who was doing the bird show and this big eagle flew in and he said the eagle's name was Fletcher mm. and Fletcher is a raptor mm. but the guy said it and then Natan went <laughs> and I was like what he was like that guy's so Australian because the guy said Fletcher 
is a reptile. <laughs> that, that's what he thought was funny. Fletcher. Fletcher is a raptor. Fletcher is a raptor. He's great at getting food from the water. Water. So that's been his running joke now. He just yeah. keeps saying, like... I was, it's funny because I, I have started to end, like... Um, because I'm still landing my set on the gay shark bit uh, yeah. in my tour. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so I, I use the opportunity to plug our podcast in, yeah. the, ba- in the set. So I uh, actually do, yes. So I'm, uh, I talk about, yeah, we, uh, when I, the first jokes I knew, uh, learned on the playground were like sexist jokes and racist jokes and even homophobic jokes. And I'm not. I don't tell those jokes today. But I actually do want to end it on uh, a gay joke. And I did ask my friend, which I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a mutual agreement. I, I, I did ask uh, for, um, ask my friend, and then I mentioned a podcast, and mm. I mentioned that you're gay, and I say like, uh, uh, is is this okay to say? And and he said yes. And then I go. Of course, I can't do an Australian accent, so I just have him sound like this. <laughs> so, yes, this is me, Jonathan Duffy, and I'm telling you, who Laker Tuxon, that it's okay to tell the gay shark joke because it's not a homophobic joke, it's a gay joke. And the difference is, this one's got love in it, and the secret ingredient of making a joke is love. You can talk about anything. If you add love to the whole thing, so you just go on ahead and you tell that joke. That's me doing a totally inaccurate impression of you on the stages of Serbia, the Czech Republic, <laughs> and Finland. <laughs> I should. You should record it. Yeah, I actually did, and uh, yeah. No, but I mean, you should record it so you could play it. Yeah, yeah. This is a message from him saying. This is a message from him. Yeah. I might do that, but also just love doing that voice. That voice. This is me, Jonathan Duffy, saying, Peace out, motherfuckers, because we don't have time for this show anymore because who is going on a date? Peace out, motherfuckers. (laughs) 